Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Bait slash streaming service and chill. And today, myself, Jake, and Siri are joined by the one and only Mike Will. Now, if you are not familiar with Mike Will, that makes a lot of sense. He's never been on the podcast. He is a Louisiana native currently living in Washington, and he does a very good job of breaking down the very New Orleans-specific things uh, and cultural points of view and and sort of cultural trivia points that you're going to see in the movie that we are reviewing today, which, by the way, I highly recommend that you do see. The movie itself is called Project Power, and from Wikipedia, it is, quote, a 2020 American superhero film directed by Ariel Schulman and Henry Joost, produced by Eric Newman, Brian Junkles, and written by Matson Tomlin. It stars Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Dominique Fishback, alongside, along with Carlson Baker, Rodrigo Santoro, Amy Landecker, and Alan Maldonado follows a drug dealer, a police officer, and former soldier who team up to stop the distribution of a pill that gives you superpowers for five minutes. It's basically alpha brain on steroids. We go over the cast, we go over the plot points, and again, we go over some of the very, very specific things that you're not going to be familiar with if you've never been to Louisiana. So I'm very, very grateful that Mike was able to join us and discuss the film with us. All right, ladies, gents, others, here you go. A little bit of streaming surface and chill in your life. So let me let me go real quick to the uh, to what we're talking about right now, which is Project Power, a brand new movie on Netflix, starring Jamie Foxx. I'm gonna do a quick Wikipedia breakdown on it. Now, uh, was anyone able to take any notes for this film? I took notes. I just watched it, so it's fresh in my head. Okay, so a couple of things worth worth mentioning, all right? So here's just the Wikipedia breakdown. Uh, Project Power is a 2020 American superhero film directed by Ariel Schulman and Henry Joost, produced by Eric Newman and Brian Unkelis. It's a weird name. Written by Madsen Tomlin. It stars Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Dominique Fishback, a woman who's... I've never heard of her before, never heard the name before, but she stars alongside Colson Baker, Rodrigo Santoro, Amy Landecker, and Alan Maldonado, and follows a drug dealer, police officer, and former soldier who team up to stop the distribution of a pill that gives the user superpowers for five minutes. Yeah, pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. So, let me throw this. My very first observation of the film uh, is that Machine Gun Kelly, uh, who is best known for his Oscar-winning portrayal of Tommy Lee Jones in the Motley Crue movie The Dirt, um, and as the guy who looks a lot like MGK in Bird Box, playing Newt, and I'll tell you that he hasn't been this hot since Kill Shot. See, I wrote that myself. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah. This is. I mean. I want, I'm starting to think that MGK has to have a sex flick with somebody at Netflix because he ends up 
having, he, he ends up in like the first couple of minutes of a bunch of Netflix movies not having to do any actual acting, which means that somebody's got a video of <laughs> some things that his father wouldn't be proud of. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's called a concert. MDK, <laughs> you know what, man? He's not, he's not that bad as far as music. I give it to him. I'm, it's not my favorite genre, but I did appreciate the Eminem disc that he just did uh, last year. Yeah. I greatly appreciate it. I, I think it was necessary. It was 100% uh, a, a necessary thing. I like how you got a background. Jake's got a background, too. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just hanging out in my front yard. <laughs> I like um Bill has the best background by the way. Yeah. Like I love that you took that picture. <laughs> that's a good one. No, that's 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 the, the the studio. I got a I got a full on green screen, but what happens when I put the green screen on is I just get absorbed to it and it gets real weird. So was you need a green no. Oh my gosh! I think you need like a different light closer to you. Probably. Being white, you know, you just kind of blend in. <laughs> you need the green suit. That's what I'm getting on Halloween. Is that old, like the whole green suit, so you can just put a whole another face on yourself. That's legit. That, that might work. But here's herein lies the problem. Is like the face. Like I'd have to stay in the same place. Otherwise, the weird face would just kind of. It would look like something out of the Predator, but not nearly as entertaining. All right. <laughs> so, Mike, um, first, of all, I'm really grateful that you're you're joining us. You're a Louisiana native. There are a lot of things yes, in this film that that I'm not gonna get because I'm not from New Orleans. I'm not from Louisiana. Um, you're by the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, see, you came in, like, the only thing that I think came in was the FBI part. The FBI, yeah, like, who, who snitches? <laughs> oh, man. So, I, I did notice a couple of things. Like, first off, Jamie Foxx is, is really fun in this film. Um, yes. But he's sort of taken on, like, the, the Tom Cruise role in Collateral, or Brian Mills in Taken, or uh, John Creasy in um, in Man on Fire. He's he's the older action uh, action film star who's still kicking people's asses, which is nice. Absolutely. Because um, I, I think that every every couple of years we need to be reminded that that our heroes are getting old too. Um, but he's a he's a step away from the Equalizer Four. <laughs> okay. You know, he's like give him ten years. And, and he'll be like Grandpa Jamie shooting people in the face. Oh, yeah. You'll definitely be on that level, man. Um, I, I think he brought more of a, uh, I wouldn't say youthful side to the situation, but he was, um, at, I have four girls. Oh, I'm sorry, I have three girls. So seeing him going after his daughter, like you see how people been taking it. it, it seems more. Say again? You can't count your children? No, I have too many. I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> I, have, I have too many kids. I got a lot of them, but it—I it, I felt that, you know what I'm saying, with the with the take-ins and everything. Like, this seemed a little bit more personable to me, you know what I'm saying, than taking where he goes across the world somewhere in a different country looking for his daughter and speaking eight different languages. This one, he's down home, New Orleans, you know what I'm saying. Everything was familiar to me. I dug—I dug that 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 side of it, you know. 
I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Well, I don't I, know who I, else got girls. <laughs> so um, I was. Go ahead. Jake. Uh, which one? Which one of us? Okay. So uh, what I what I found really fascinating about this film, and um, I, you know, not like I've never been to New Orleans, so um, I don't know. But there was uh, it was very pretty, but also had an amazingly raw vibe to it. Absolutely, that's New Orleans in a nutshell. Absolutely. Um, after the after the hurricane came through, a lot of the uh, people say they lost a, a lot of realism in New Orleans because you know the corporation came through they rebuilt it in a way they thought New Orleans should have been rebuilt and it's kind of some BS you know what I'm saying so you go to certain parts of New Orleans you still have that culture and you still have those murals and you still have all that all that culture is still sitting there and a lot of people don't get to see that because all they want to see is Bourbon Street you know what I'm saying and it's, New Orleans is pretty dangerous I, I, I keep it real you know what I'm saying certain parts of New Orleans is dangerous so you might not want to go venture out there by yourself but they do have some beautiful things to see in the same aspect, you know what I'm saying? If you can get somebody to take you through there. And they did show some of that in the movie, which I appreciate. Um, there seem to be a couple of like very specific things to, to New Orleans that you're not necessarily gonna pick up. I didn't know there was a Who Dat song. Yes, that's our chant. Who Dat, Who Dat, say gonna be some Who Dat, Who Dat. That's our chant, period. That's us all day. There's a couple of different um, chopper styles. You, the motorbike that uh, Michael Thomas made famous last year with his little dance, uh, the motorbike. And then there's a couple of the little songs around there that we sing, you know, while we're watching the football. But whether that who that chant, that's that's the stadium. That's how you set it off right there. And that, when they kick off, oh, man, that stadium be rocking. What about some of the, the things that you saw in the film that were specific to New Orleans? Like there was a shot uh, along, that took place along the pier. And, and for me, that uh -huh. pier seems familiar from uh, the 2000 movie, Hot Boys, uh, starring multiple Oscar uh, and Golden Globe winner, Silk the Shocker and Master P. <laughs> yeah, both of them, huh? <laughs> Most people well, don't the, know the pier, um, Yeah. The pier, they, it, I, I'm not familiar with the pier, but I've seen that pier in several different... Um, have you ever seen Trimay off of uh, HBO? No. Okay, they show that pier a lot in Trimay. They're always on it for some reason. It's it's a great uh, aesthetic. Uh, when they did the the scene where they was running to the um, the tattoo parlor, so yeah. when it no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not that scene. When it first kicked off, and the uh, the cop in the Steve Gleason jersey was uh, running to the bank robbery. Yeah, that was right downtown by the aquarium. So, so the, the aquarium of America is, was right on the corner. You 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 can almost see it. I was just down there in November, so that's why I noticed it. It was right around the corner from the Aquarium of Americas where that trolley was going, but going right to the Aquarium of Americas uh, downtown. Now, do they have super drugs in New Orleans? Yeah, no, that's the origin of super drugs. I, I, oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, called, um... <laughs> it's a big port, you know, and I'm sure there are a lot of drugs that come in there, but like, is it really like the limitless drug, but for like your spirit animal? Yeah, no, wait, wait till you see what the Haitians have. That's called a daiquiri, okay? Go down the wall and get you a daiquiri, and you will feel strong. You would think you could beat up cops, show your breasts <laughs> off if you're a woman, get naked and run through the streets of New Orleans. You go get a daiquiri to buy two extra shots in it, and I'm telling you, you're Superman for the rest of the night. You will get arrested, but you will be Superman. <laughs> Just put it out there. 
It's weird because I saw um, I saw the the Bad Lieutenant, um, the New Orleans Bad Lieutenant movie, and all I can think is like all the cops in New Orleans are on drugs, all of them. <laughs> no, but you know what? New Orleans cops are the most down to earth cops on the planet. They they could be. I mean, you know, but you could talk to any like New Orleans the only place I think in America that you can walk down the street with a fifth of Hennessy and a cop will give you a high five for it. <laughs> it's why that's how it is, man. You know? On any given Sunday, bro, anytime the change the plan, people walking around with open containers, having a good time, man. So as that's what that's what New Orleans is. It's a good time. My, my friend lived in New Orleans for a brief period of time, and he said, in New Orleans, the cops are so busy that they'll just beat you down on the way to the real crime. That, 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 that's true, too. That's back in the day. That, that might be back in the day in New Orleans. Now they're, they're a little bit more friendly, I see. Yeah. Cops were notorious, I mean, because, um, you know, New Orleans at one point, one point in time, back in the early 90s, it was actually the murder capital of the world for like a good two years. You know, they, was, they had a body count on the daily news, you know, so how many bodies were dropping per minute, because it was just that much drugs and everything running through I-10 and coming through the ports. You know, like I say, after the levee broke, all that kind of cleaned up and went away, and now the drug problem is all over the United States that was actually coming through New Orleans, hate to say that, but, you know what I'm saying, when everybody dispersed from New Orleans, they brought all their bad problems to the parts of the country, which kind of sucks, you know, but that was not as bad. But you got a good episode of Boondocks out of it. Got a who? But you got a good episode of Boondocks out of it. Yes. Great episode of the Boondocks, actually. Um, one of my favorite episodes, uh, me and Kiati, is we watch that episode a lot because it's hilarious. I don't know if you, if you other people over here know what Boondocks is or have they ever watched that episode, th- but it is great. I thought I was the only person that watched the Boondocks, honestly. Are you serious? Yeah. You don't know Ooh, about the Boondocks? Who are you here? You know about <laughs> <Felix> Johnson? <laughs> I'm a so, warrior! I can't wait till they, they tried to reboot it, but uh, since Grandpa died, um, the guy that played Grandpa, I don't know if they're going to end up doing it, because they was going to reboot it through HBO. Yeah, that would have been, been awesome. Yeah, John Witherspoon, when he died, it was, I, I don't know what happened. They just, it kind of went to the wayside. Well, so that was one of the conversations that um, was brought up to, uh, to Ice Cube. Like, if you do Friday again, how do you do it without Pops? And they, they're definitely not going to go the, um, uh, the um, Princess Leia um, GCI version of Pops, which is good. I would nah, you can't do that, Pops. Yeah, GCI uh, or GCI, CGI Pops. Um, you know, spraying his aerosol. <laughs> Just in the background, I hear the aerosol can go off. Oh, man. So, uh, well, who would you? Who hypothetically would you want to replace Pops in, in the Boondocks? Nope. Um, somebody put out there. Uh, uh, what's her? I'm not familiar with actors and actresses' names. You, um, the show Blackish, that comes on. Yeah. The um, was saying that. Yeah, but the uh, the grandmother that that lives with them. There was the a rumor that there was. Grandmother. Yeah, the grandmother that lives in the house on Blackish. Okay, now is that like is it supposed to be Lawrence Fishburne's wife? It used to be. They were married at one point in time. Really? Uh, yeah. So they were saying, the rumor was, they were saying, let's get her to come in and adopt the boys and go from there because of her character was so strong and, um, and blackish. It was pretty much the same character type, which actually would have been kind of cool to me. 
but I would I would never replace Pops, man. You you can't replace a character uh, uh actor like that with anyone. It's just yeah. one of them things. Like it'll never Wait. be another Batman. I mean, another Joker. I'm just gonna pretend that I know what you said because you broke up towards the end. And yeah, that that was all like robot. I was actually. Oh, I'm I was, sorry. We could get Siri to Google all of those names that we couldn't figure out just a bit ago. <laughs> but you just saying that. Say, you can, awesome. Yeah, you can never. Yeah, never, there never been another Joker. You know what I'm saying? As in uh, the Dark Knight. So why would you replace Pops? He just—it's not gonna happen, man. He's just one of those characters. He's one of the type, one of the lifetime actors. Just, just let it go. You know what I'm saying? Move on, find another storyline, and, and reboot it that way. So, uh, on a complete side note, did you just spend the last 20 minutes walking through your gigantic house to get to your couch? Yeah, yeah. My son, we loading up nerve guns. About to go have a nerve battle, so he, he oh. wants his nerve guns loaded up. So yeah, so I walked through the house, through the garage. Outside, yeah. I'm just I just around. figured your house was like three quarters of a mile long. <laughs> You're living <laughs> so from the garage is huge, man. And, and as you can see behind me, I got all my my Saint stuff on the wall because you know it is what right. it is. Oh, so you're legit. Oh yeah, I don't play no games. Yeah. I don't play no games. You know, I got my uh, just just to get off on the tangent. Got my custom shoes. Nice. Oh, look custom at that. Shoes. Yeah, you know. And my little floating helmet. You know, we 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 trying over here. You know, we keep we keep New Orleans in, in Washington. That's how we do it. And every time I go to Mike's house, speaking of which, like his houses just get bigger. <laughs> yeah, this is the biggest one so far. <laughs> He's just buying the neighbors' houses and building tunnels. My neighbors are weird, man. They might have some tunnels down here somewhere. They're all over retired people. It's true. Mike, Mike, Mike lives around old people. A lot of them. Yeah. And I'm happy. As you so should. Go back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so, uh, one of the things that got me was uh, the idea of like the smart drugs or yes. uh, performance enhancers. If you have, I mean. As a New Orleans fan, you wouldn't know anything about those. <laughs> no, no, we, we just get robbed by referees. They just all blind. They need some form enhancing uh, eyesight drugs down in New Orleans. That's what they need. So, you know, our blind referees that we got, I don't know what's on with the NFL. But in well, New Orleans, no, nah. So what did you think about um, some of the references the film made to movies like Taken? Because it did say, like, going so far as to say he's got a special set of skills and then the lady in like the circular viewing tube, like the, the yeah. film very much had a lot of references uh, to Taken, in my opinion. Like, and, and it's become a kind of uh, this this snatching your child back is is become kind of its own genre of movies after films um, like like Taken, um, uh, like Man on Fire, where there is a missing kid and you gotta. Some some old guy with issues has got to save the day, and it's always an old guy with issues, like who's also like good with their hands and can kill people. Yeah, like pretty die hard. Like when it comes down to a serious situation like this, you really want like a dude with PTSD handling it. You do. Absolutely. You you do. You you want that guy who's that's you you wouldn't want someone who you know was like. Uh, who who had never seen a spike go through somebody's head to put spikes through people's head? 
And yeah, I but think you he know, made a reference to that in the movie too. He was like, uh, when she asked him, you know, so what was your superpower? And then he did, had the little PTSD flashback. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I, I pretty much, this is what I do. That's my superpower. You know, and I hurt people. So you, you really want the dude that got some serious mental problems saving people. <laughs> 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 yeah it's, it's, that's when you get it like the the guy who uh you, you grab the guy who's uh who's been killing people for a long periods of time uh who's got the that like strangles the mouse at chuck e cheese when the birthday candle goes off <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's how the animatronic mouse got decapitated exactly yeah Makes sense. Yeah, just like well, bad shit's gonna happen, you know. That's the guy. All right, Bill. Well, let me ask you. What was your favorite? What was your favorite part of the movie? Like, what? What? Like, what set it off for you? Um, I I like that that Jamie Fox has gone from Steam and Willie Beeman or Jamie in in the Jamie Fox show to to being the to being not only the star of the movie but being the action star of the movie who can carry it uh yeah do you do you feel like it it legitimizes him as um like more than just sort of kind of the i don't know i I don't want to say a comedy actor because he's done straight roles before but like do you feel like it's it's legitimized him as like an actor actor um, I, I think he's done he's done actor actor movies uh, before, uh, and he's done some great actor actor movies. Um, there was I think it was called like Keeping Up with the Game or something like that, uh, mm-hmm. where it, it was like it was basically like Fitch, you know, but but better and, and years before that. Um, and then, you know, you've got Ray, you've got all of these movies that he's done before, but. I think what it did was it solidified him as an international star because it's on Netflix. And so there it's meant for everyone in the world. The same way um, that um, the joint with, uh, was it Chris Hemsworth, uh, where he was rescuing people, uh, where he was rescuing the little boy. Like Netflix is really good at like making rescue movies. Uh, Whether it's, uh, it's the Chris Hemsworth going to India and rescuing a child or um, Jamie Foxx hanging out in New Orleans, rescuing his kid uh, from, from MGK on fire. Um, or Joe Pesci in My Blue Heaven. Or, or, or Joe Pesci in My Blue Heaven. Um, yeah, like you just had Charlie Theron in the other movie that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Netflix yeah. has brought out, you know, these, these megastars to lead these films that where the sequels should be TV series. Like I can watch, I can watch Project Power as a TV series on Netflix. 45 minutes for, uh, you know, 12 episodes every year. Like that drops and Jamie Foxx isn't in it, but you got, uh, you got Miss Fish back and you got Joseph Gordon-Levitt because what else is he doing if not this? Um, you know, but Charlize Theron's movie, The Old Guard, you can bring in um, all of those actors uh, aside from Charlize Theron because what else are they doing besides that? Um, and, you know, you, Netflix is doing a very good job of that. Now I want to go back and I want to see, was it was it Extraction that uh, Chris Hemsworth was in? Um, yeah, was Extraction. Yeah, so I want more stories of the, the Indian dude who was the Indian version of Chris Hemsworth. Like, 
He was just, he was an Indian John Wick running through and fucking shit up. Like those are stories that I want to see now. And because they're on Netflix and they're not these big budget releases, you can, that's kind of almost the thing that we can expect. Like sequels to, I like the solo movie, but I thought that the solo movie would be awesome on Disney plus as a series uh, to learn more about the adventures of Han Solo and Chewbacca. Um, and so. That's the Mandalorian essentially. Uh, you know, I can actually of, talk about doing a solo series. But Han? He speaks. <laughs> no, there's, there's been some talk about doing a solo series on uh, Disney Plus because they had so much story that they had planned, but because it bombed at the box office. Okay, well, you're reaching 35 seconds of talking time. You know your cutoff is 45 seconds, so I don't want you to waste it all on that. Slow. <laughs> um. No, um, okay, so what I think is really interesting right now, um, do you think with COVID and everything that's going on in the world and the fact that like um, uh, content generators on YouTube and uh, your other like various streaming services are becoming SoundCloud, um, shout out to us, um, <laughs> are becoming so, uh, so popular. Do you think this is maybe like the death of Hollywood? Yes, like I think so. Mike, what I do you think? So. What's up? I hope so. <laughs> I, I, well, I, really do. I mean, no. you gotta you gotta look at it like this, man. I mean, Netflix is giving people, and even like um, shows on like uh, on Prime, on you know what I'm saying? They're, they're giving a whole new set of actors, man, access to everyone without going outside to the movie theater and paying an absorbent amount of money to you know what I'm saying to watch these movies. Like that Jamie Foxx movie, they just showed if they were to put a, a little bit bigger budget to it and put it in the movie theater and made it a little bit longer, that'd have probably been a blockbuster movie. But now we're getting it on Netflix and everybody can see it. And now that they're they're showing the top ten movies of what's going on throughout the month, you know what I'm saying? You wanna see, oh, what's number one? You really wanna go out and sit down and watch that movie now. You know what I'm saying? One through ten. I watch I would literally watch the first five top five movies on Netflix on my days off. I'm a binge. And that's what I do. So yeah, it's, it's giving people a wider audience, man. How that the Hollywood movie thing is is, I think it's about to be a bust in the long run. Well, I and I and I, I think what's happened here is what we're starting to see is Hollywood was a bunch of people making a lot of money off of other people's work, and what we're seeing with Netflix is that really we can compensate actors, we can still entertain a crowd. Um, we don't need all of the middle, all of the middle management, the middlemen, the bureaucracy and the nonsense of, um, like, oh, well, here's your promoter. Here's your this, here's your that. Here's your, it's just like, Hey, let's just make the movie. Yeah. And that word of mouth thing is, is actually working. Like I said, they show in the top 10 movies of the month or the top 10 movies of the week. That makes people want to go see what's, what's, what's one through 10. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. You know what I'm saying? Because every, everybody in the world to say, this is the number one movie right now. You're going to go sit down and watch it. It's just the way it is. It's like with the Popeye sandwich. Everybody in the world wanted the Popeye sandwich for a month. Then it went away. Then they brought it back. And now nobody eats the Popeye sandwich. It is what it That's is. the episode. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, just, just so you're clear, we have that I'm aware of two Popeyes in the state of Alaska. One of them on, on the base, uh, on uh, Jay Bear Joint Base Elmendorf Richardson, and the other one in downtown Anchorage. So, 
And oh, by the way, we're big in Russia, where they may or may not have poppies. So, <laughs> uh, so listener in Russia, you're gonna want to Google that, and then and then check out Google Food and learn how to make your There's poppies everywhere. Every corner is poppies. We just like to say Popeyes. <laughs> I don't we want to eat the Popeyes in Russia. I'm not we just lie. like to eat the, 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 the we, we have fresh, fresh uh, chicken from the Chernobyl farms. It gives you super strength. This is where they come with the project power. This is bullshit. <laughs> it comes, it comes from our Popeyes Chernobyl chicken sandwich. This is where the project, you become your spirit animal, which is nuclear chicken. And we all know chicken is baby velociraptor. That means Chernobyl is Jurassic Park. In, in, Russia, in Russia, all, all chicken tastes like bread. Like, like squid bread. <laughs> no, no, that's not bread. It's, it's, it's chicken. I don't want chicken out of Russia. I'm not eating chicken from Russia ever in life. We're not doing it. No, really? Okay, so. I'm not, no. It's the Russian chicken challenge. <laughs> I, I won't be doing it. <laughs> so here's, here's a little, little bit of interesting Alaska trivia. Um, now, there's a, I believe it's Southeast Alaska. They, um, there was a decimation over hunting of, um, the seal, right? So they, they, through hunting, they killed all of the seals. Um, and because they, they have gotten hey, rid Bill, of Bill, Bill, I hate to cut you off. I hate, I hate to cut you off, but my family is really going to run out of the door. Um, when I stop, I'll see if you guys are still on, and I'll jump back in. All right, cool. All right. All right, brother. Hey, you guys be cool. We were bored with you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. So, Nuclear seals in um, in uh, in Southeast Alaska. So through hunting, they've decimated the population of, of seals. In which case, um, the the state of Alaska had to bring in new seals. So they told people they were getting seals from Northern California. These hippie seals. What they ended up doing was getting a hold of these seals from the Aleutian Islands. Now. During, uh, during the 1940s and 50s, there was a lot of nuclear testing out on the Aleutian Island chain. Uh, and so these are nuclear-infused uh, seals that have gone through and have apparently fucked up everything, all of the animals that are uh, in, in southeast Alaska. But if you kill a nuclear seal, you essentially get Hulk meat. <laughs> Ooh. No, it makes about sense. that. Yeah, yeah Google cool. that real <laughs> yeah, that, like Jacob, I need you to I need you to correct me in there where I'm wrong. But yeah, the nuclear otters um, and the nuclear I'm sorry, the nuclear seals uh, would just give you nuclear seal blubber. Yeah, it's um. Well, the cool thing is you can hunt them because um, you, they glow in the water. Yes. So they're yeah, they're easier to spot, and that's probably why they're going to be endangered. So can we talk a little bit about the, the cast of this movie? Like, I want to go back to it, because it's really interesting. There were a lot of things that are going on in this movie that um, I think were, were pretty interesting. Dominic Fishback, uh, the, the <laughs> Robin, the super rapping police informant. Um, yes. Raps written by Chica? Raps were written by Chica. I looked her up. She's from Alabama. Um, 
but but it's it's interesting to me that there's a super rapping police informant uh, in in a time when uh, when six nine is free. Well, <laughs> I was going to say that's the name of my next band, actually, super Rap- rapping police informant. Wouldn't oh, um, it be? But it'd be a shame if it wasn't. No. Um, yeah. But but. The bad lieutenant, Port of New Orleans, uh, the cop, the cop taking drugs uh, and starting fights, going on super drug binges in the bayou, um, rocking a Steve Gleason shirt. By the way, Steve Gleason, uh, originally from Spokane, Washington, um, and now plays, or last played for the Saints, um, and Mike, who we just had, uh, is a, is a, a... Louisiana native now living in Spokane. Huh. Yeah. You know, oh, honestly, um, like I, I hate to be that guy, but I feel like there should be a public service announcement for the world. Uh, anyone listening to, to the, the 13 people listening to this podcast and two of them are in Australia and one's in Ireland. I don't even know why we can't be popular in our own country. Um, but your life is over when you move to Spokane. Like that's... <laughs> Like, that's where, you know, that's where all your hopes and dreams go to die. It's, that's not wrong. Um, I mean, like, okay, so um, John Stockton, when he retired from the exciting life of basketball in Salt Lake City, now he lives like, okay, oh, yeah. to die. Ryan Sandberg never came back. Um. <laughs> There were some interesting cameos in there. Are you familiar with uh, Casey Neustadt? Neustadt? No, no. So he is, um, he is a YouTube influencer. He makes a cameo, and then he gets beaten to death. So that was comforting. <laughs> All right. Um, the drug power is basically it's alpha brain on steroids. Um, mm. You know. I wouldn't pay to watch this movie in theaters, but I would definitely watch the sequels on, on Netflix. Okay, so I got that. You you'd brought this up earlier, and I think this is a really good point. Um, I think this would have been a better series than a movie. Well, I think, this, I think the film sets it up for the series. Right? Possibly. The same thing with the old guard, the same thing with most of these films that Netflix is putting out, where it's like, they're not very long. They're kind of high budgeted ish, um, but you know they made it with a bunch of tax breaks. <laughs> right? It's probably, it's probably funded entirely on that. Yeah. Um, when it's COVID a budget work. of $80 million, I think that's only what they were paying Jamie Foxx. Everything else was written off. It was like $79.8 million to Jamie Foxx, 150000 for film. And then everybody else got like a free Starbucks. Yeah. Well, probably not even a Starbucks. Probably get like a like a Tesoro coffee or something. <laughs> Those things out of the push button machine. Somebody told MGK it was a real drug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking um, not doing anything. Take more. Um So um the I think the real point though in this film that should be discussed is um, how jealous were you of her Wu-Tang shirt? I have several Wu-Tang shirts, but hers was pretty cool. 
I'll give her that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, so we can't even talk about that. That's that's off limits. No, I, you know, we can talk about it, but I'm grateful that there was a Wu Tang shirt. The the thing that was weird though was she had TLC. I said, like, I, like, I'm I'm happy my ex wife is happy now. Um, <laughs> so her room. I want to go to her room. So she had um, a Tupac <laughs> and a TLC poster up. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, interesting note. Allegedly, uh, Tupac and Left Eye booked up. I don't know how true that is. I don't know either, but um, well, I don't know. Like, how many? Well, he is. He did get shot. Um, did his house ever burn down? No, no. I'm sure he. Uh, but if if they were hooking up, then you know, like, then she, then he wasn't her boyfriend that was cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He wrote, "I get around." You you didn't go to Tupac thinking like this is the kind of guy you settle down with. No, he wrote, I get around. All right. And I, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to come across as like a total perv or anything like that. But like, if a woman is willing to burn your house down, like how awesome is that sex? Like, you know, that's crazy bitch sex. Yeah. Yeah, dude, she was, yeah. so she was left eye in TLC. One of her eyeballs was covered up by a condom. All right. Like she liked to party. Yeah. She was using you. You were the piece of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, like, yeah. And honestly, I feel objectified, even though I've never met her. It would be a shame if you didn't. But uh, how <laughs> grateful would you be to be objectified by a left eye? She was the one that didn't seem so nuts, which is weird. <laughs> you know, she seemed. She seemed like if there's someone who's going to go to Taco Bell with you at three o'clock in the morning, she's the one that's going to do it. And she might drive. Yeah. She like, she's the one that's drunk, but she also might do it. Yeah. yeah she's down. Like she'll, Oh, you wanted to get the, you want to get the tacos from Jack in the box, the deep fried ones. I'm with you. Let's do it. She's like, we're not going to that Jack in the box. We're going to the good one. <laughs> five pounds away yes <laughs> three hours later we're gonna take the back roads because there are no cups <laughs> this is where i lost a tire <laughs> <laughs> and then you have that story remember that time left eye and i went to jack in the box to get some tacos ah that was an adventure yeah god that was that was before she got me arrested for trying to defend myself. <laughs> that time she set my Jeep on fire. Yeah, in the middle of the desert when she had a cab. <laughs> what a girl. I know. Like, I should have married her. <laughs> She'd have been a keeper. Oh, we- for real. And, you know, I mean, like, much love and respect and rest in peace, left eye. <laughs> but she seemed like the most fun of any of the three. Like, like no one else from, from TLC looked like they liked to party like she liked to party. She seemed like the type of girl you couldn't take home because your dad would want to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was signed to death row. 
Yeah. Before she died, she worked for Suge Knight. Huh. Oh, we're going down that road. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that he would have hung her over a balcony or anything. Um, yeah. Because she would have set his house on fire. <laughs> I, mean, I would, I would, what do you think the spread is on that? Like, you know, I almost take her over Suge Knight. I mean, <laughs> well, Suge's in jail, right? She's no longer with us, but like Suge eventually got himself in jail. She was able to talk herself out of jail. She didn't go to prison for setting a mansion on fire. She went to rehab. Suge went to jail for his stuff. So, like, she can talk her way out of doing time. Suge, not so much. I mean, if that little lady set your house on fire, you must be a real asshole, sir. She's such a sweet lady. And, you know, the best part about it is, you know, she would set your house on fire and you'd forgive her. You'd be like, okay, I get it. It was was my bad. She's so cute when she's angry. I know, just a little tiny thing. Hers is so mad. (laughs) Oh, you don't understand. I was... I should have been paying more attention to her. I was just busy at work making millions of dollars and she needed my attention. So, you know. We're working on it. We're working <laughs> we'll, get through, we'll get through this. <laughs> you'll be great. He doesn't yeah. want to go to therapy, but I'm going. <laughs> so I can learn to be a <laughs> I got a fire pit for the bathroom. <laughs> that's, that's really what it was I, you know who knew like there's a flame retardant in paint we could have used that we didn't that was my bad I didn't check on these things <laughs> if you're dating a chick who might set your house on fire maybe you don't cheat on her yeah, yeah well that's that's definitely advisable don't if you've got a crazy shit like a crazy chick, like don't do the things that are gonna stoke the flames of her crazy flame. <clears throat> yeah, it's the gasoline has already been poured all over your body. Like, don't light the match. Yeah, no, true story. Like, sometimes, sometimes you gotta take the L and you you lose the woman, but you keep your house, or you lose your house and maybe you get to keep the woman. Tell her you're a changed man. But what does she do if you do it again? Like, she already she gave you a warning. Like, is that one of those, like, uh, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me? Like, fool, fool me twice, times you. like, you killed me. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reasonable next step. Like, I've set your house on fire. The next thing for you to do is die. Well, I, I think, I, honestly, I think she was probably just like, you know what? gonna take a good solid shot is it at his insurance premiums really hit him where it hurts so what are you guys doing later setting house on fire but was there anyone who got <laughs> called before that you know like hey so found out andre was cheating again uh and i don't know what to do someone said you know what set his sneaker collection on fire that'll do it where should i do such a thing you know what do it in the bathtub. That way you can just turn the water on if it gets out of hand. You know what? That makes sense. Should I use lighter fluid? No, use gasoline and a propane tank. <laughs> no. no, there's, I, yeah. 
like yeah i mean what's you know what yeah was <laughs> was there this conversation it was like hey i have this crazy idea about blowing his house up what do you think um are you but here's the thing like how many yes men and women did she have around her that were like you know what that sounds like a great idea that's what oh, that you should do lisa you should set his house on fire you know she you know she talked to like some like some dude that wanted to fuck her like that was where she got like the advice from you know what? it was like that, that, maybe. maybe maybe she got it from a friend who gives bad advice or again i go back to she had no yes man or she had a bunch of yes men and yes men and women someone who said you know what that's a really good idea fuck that guy and set his house on fire that's yeah what's the worst could happen your left eye they'll forgive you you're cute yeah, you're t they can't anyone anyone under five foot six can't go to prison. No, it's 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 in the Constitution. Yeah, it's under it's like the fifth or so amendment. Yeah, it's like well, they well, there's the one where they like they allowed women to vote and they freed the slaves, and then there's the like small people can't go to jail one. They got the little Especially cardboard cut out at the entrance to every jail. Must be this tall to enter. <laughs> Otherwise, we just execute you. Yeah. <laughs> Straight to the stoning. So I, I like that how somehow because, um, okay, so Project Power is, um, it's a movie I would re recommend to people. I think it was really fun. Um, and it was kind of a neat concept. Netflix is kind of on this, like, I don't want to call it low budget because I love low budget, but they're on, they're sort of, uh, they're kind of doing this cliche thing a bit. It felt um, like an independent movie in some regards. Like they, yeah. didn't, they didn't go crazy with the, uh, you know, MGK on fire, you know, special effects. Yeah. But I definitely, I enjoyed it and I think it's worth watching. Um, uh, but I love that this review of Project Power has turned into like relationship advice about how to date a woman who will burn down your house. Well, I think that you have to have those. Like, we're there's somebody who's like watching this and they're listening to this, thinking, you know, like, what would these folks say? I, I, you know, about this. I got a guy yesterday when I went to the fight, and he was like, "Oh, I've got to ask Bill about this particular uh, bit of information because uh, I would love to have his thoughts on the matter." And so this is really like this is where we're at now, man. Yeah. We're just give, we're letting people know what's important about relationships and stuff. Well, and and we probably we probably have mentored some trouble youths at this point because, like, I can see a lot of people you know they're they're suckered in by the project power, and then they get here, and they realize you know what, my wife, my girlfriend, my husband, um, you know I mean it's it's a world where you know it could be anything. Um, they keep burning down my house. What do I do to counteract this? Wow, you your thing does not like the green screen. No. I think he's too pale. So like the kind of the light all blends in. I, I think you need like a separate light source that's different color than your well, I'm background. The from my phone and then now it's oh, you know what I'm So what I'm mad about, I wonder if I have one.
because I just realized, because I used the background picture of my uh, that tree in my yard there, I just realized there's a picture of me in front of that tree, so I could have me <laughs> as the background of me. It'd be a shame. You know like, I, oh my gosh, I could just get a crowd of me's like high fiving each other. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I definitely think it's a. Uh, I think it's a little weird. It's number one in the U.S., but on the same token, it like I mean, yeah, I don't Bar. think it's number one in the theaters. No, no, this is definitely not a movie that people are gonna would would have flocked to theaters to see. Um, they would have said things like "it feels cheap," um, but it works for Netflix. It's it's the same thing with like the Eurovision movie. Um, is it, it works for Netflix. It might not work for anyone or anything else, but it does work in that sort of Netflix realm. It's, um, I, it, it is definitely gimmicky, um, like Taken 3. Um, and I think actually it would probably almost be the equivalent, you know. Um, but, uh, but I think it's the new, I, I think this, because we're getting like really low budget stuff from like our YouTube content creators yeah you know you're getting your gamer videos and um like fan videos and remixes and stuff like that um so you're getting kind of a um i don't know if it's breaking the mold i don't know how to properly describe it but it's definitely not it's not the old formula that used to work that everyone considers the professional formula we're getting like something it's the new normal in film um but I think I think it was an enjoyable film. Like I said, I think I would have been disappointed if I paid to buy tickets for it. But for it being on Netflix and I can watch it and kind of run it in the background, like I was impressed. Like I thought, you know, for like nine bucks a month plus I get to watch like a hundred thousand other films. This is amazing. But I think I think we're seeing a, a shift in the direction of like of films. I agree. Like, I think we're going to see people gearing things towards streaming media. Like so, this podcast. <laughs> who, uh, who wants to spend, you know, 60 bucks to go to the movies? You got to buy tickets for your family. You got to buy popcorn. You buy this, you buy that. Meanwhile, you can get, you can make your own pizza. You can drink your own beer, you can drink whatever, eat whatever it is that you want to eat in your home, in your underwear, and not have to spend three grand to go to the movies. Well, and I have my own high definition projector, so it's not even like, uh, you know, so it's not even like I'm losing the projection theater side of things. Um, like, I mean, I'll drop, I'll drop 60 bucks going to the theater if I've got like a good chance of getting laid. Right, um, but at that point, I'm not even really interested in the movie. I mean, I'm interested in the movie too, but yeah, yeah, you're going to get late. Um, date night has changed. With all of this, I think that date night has changed. Everything has changed, and the way people spend their money and the way people spend their time is different. Um, it, it's more significant to the person to to sit at home and watch movies with their friends or family than it is to go to the movies uh, to see it. Because now you, if you go to the movies with your friends, you gotta convince them to spend 60 bucks as well. Um, 
Meanwhile, you and I can watch a movie over the weekend and sit down and talk the shit about it on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon. And, and the, the, the story is completely changed. It, it would have been just, well, what did you think of this movie? Da, 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 da. But now we get to have the conversation. Is this the future of movies? Is this the future of entertainment? Uh, my daughter loves, uh, loves Sugar Rush. You know, is that the future of cooking shows where it's the same thing? You have this, you have someone who is a, a you know, an actor on a, on a Netflix TV show who's playing a part in judging baked goods. Um, you know, sure, why not? Because you can knock out a season of that in three days versus if you've got to put out a new episode every week, now you're shooting it once, maybe twice a week. You can shoot the whole series in five days and uh, now you got your 12 episodes and you can do another season. Well, and you bring up a good point there too, as the viewer, like our commitment level has changed. It used to be like Thursday at seven o'clock, unless I had a DVR and DVRs didn't exist forever. But like Thursday at seven o'clock is this show and I have to watch this show. Otherwise, I'm not going to know what's happening next week mm -hmm. um, or I have to catch up or I'm going to be the guy that missed that show. Like it took me, it took me like a decade to watch the final episode of Quantum Leap. <laughs> <laughs> because like I wasn't there and I wasn't home that day and like you know no one can no one could ever program a VCR you know not the most satisfying ending can we get just is there a way I mute him or something like just... <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't um I I don't know like I have weird I have weird feelings on that one because like yeah I like it was a heartbreaking ending because it was really shitty. Um, but like, there's, I love that. Like they just wouldn't, they like, like, like they kept it open. Like here yeah. in like 10 years, we're going to get quantum leap 2.0. We're like, now he has a laser gun. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. that. Presley's <laughs> body, but like with machetes, you know, or something, but, no, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's, I think it is really interesting. And I think, um, what I think is I, I've seen is I think more couples are actually like talking to each other about like, like date night isn't really just about going out and spending money and having like this whole, like, look at, you know, I don't know, there's uh, grandiose gestures. I think like couples right now, from what I've seen are being forced to actually engage with each other um and i mean it works out well for some others i think <laughs> are finding out they don't really care for each other yeah sorry yeah the more you learn when you're forced to spend time with someone that, that you live with um yeah it, i don't know it, it I, i'm with you though it, it forces you to also be creative uh in a way that you know means that i'm gonna put together a meal and we're gonna enjoy this meal and and drink our drink and eat our food while we're watching this thing while we're shooting the shit you know like it's fine with it being i'm fine with it being background noise because i didn't spend 60 bucks i don't feel like an asshole for getting up to take a piss um mm -hmm. you know things that i get to do and and not feel like i missed it so last time i went to a movie <laughs> Uh, we went and saw uh, Peaks of Valleys, which, by the way, um, there's going to be some big news coming on very, very soon with Peaks and Valleys, and we'll talk about that with uh, with Michael B. Dillon, um, the writer. Nice. 
of Peaks and Valley. Oh, oh my gosh, have um, have you watched his YouTube? Um, oh my gosh, what was it called? Is it called Perspectives? Oh, I feel like such an asshole for not remembering the name. He's got a like a ten minute YouTube short. Michael Dillon. Yeah. Okay. I think it's called Perceptions. I think it's called Perceptions. Was Bailey um, button it? Link will be down below. Okay. <laughs> no. Link below. Um, but no, but legitimately, was Bailey's caboose in there? Um, I don't believe so, but I could be wrong. This is the face of loss. <laughs> uh, no, anyway, so he's, yeah, it's, um, because, okay, because we're kind of somewhat familiar with his writing style now, which he's just an M. Night Shyamalan ripoff hack. Um, <laughs> I hope he hears that. <laughs> Again, there might be a no. price on your head soon. <laughs> I knew, right? Um, yeah, this one was like, it's like this time they drop like a woman in a plastic bag into a lake, except at the last minute they rip her back up and like she's fine and then it's over. No. <laughs> Yeah, and then she goes to UAA and gets her like you know her associates in applied science. Um, no, I I don't I okay I don't want to do any spoilers, but I'll, I'll, I will send the link and you can put the if you get around to it, put the link in the uh, thing below. But but um, yeah, it's um, the guy the guy is definitely like what's what's the um, what's the appropriate way to say fucked up. Like, how do you make that statistic? Like, um, he's eccentric. Okay. Well, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Eccentric implies that you have money. I don't know what what Michael B. Dillon's financial, you know. Oh, it, is. oh, I, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Psychotic. <laughs> um, no, but anyway, like, um, he's actually it's. I would like to see him, and I hate to be a dick because, um, because, and it's weird to re now go back to reviewing a movie we watched like months ago. I hate to be a dick, but I would like to see his work with like quality actors. You know, where it's not like so hammed up, like good direction. And, and I do, I love the way the, the movie is filmed and I love the actors and I think everyone did like an amazing job and I don't want to take anything away from them. But like, on a scale from one to ten, they were like nines or eights. Like, I want to see what on a scale from one to ten. Like, if we took this to like the eleven, twelve level. Like, if you had like top tier, like you know, if you had like Scorsese or you know, or um, Kubrick, who's dead. Um, actually, I would love Kubrick to do something from Beyond the Grave. Um, be really great. Like, maybe we can do that. Maybe that'll be the very next step in DLC movies. Where it's like, okay, and this is what um, uh, Die Hard would have looked like if um, if Scorsese oh, had directed it. Rob Reiner. <laughs> well, we just well, you just create an algorithm for what Kubrick would have done based on Michael uh, Muppet Take Manhattan. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But, grits, um, grits. How many grits? I don't know. You count them. Yeah. But, 
Uh, see, you know, this is my point, and I didn't want to say this earlier because it would have been rude because he was here, but um, New Orleans people, unreliable. Like, they got their own time. Like, they're just in, they're out, they're spilling their tea. But, yeah. So we lost, yeah, because we lost New Orleans. We lost New Orleans. He said he was coming back. He's not coming back. Yeah, no, he's not, no. <laughs> Oh my god, should we call like someone? He had a nerf war. And would you hang yeah, out with three weirdos if you had a nerf war going on? Yeah, you want to keep I, uh, your focus. <laughs> oh, Cobra Kai is coming to Netflix? That's crazy. Okay. Yeah, one and two. Yeah, that's. Wow, YouTube Red is crossing over to Netflix, so Google's going to own everything then. Or will Netflix own that? No, man, like that's, a, that's an interesting one. So YouTube is would have to be licensing it. Mm-hmm. Like, what other series now, I, do you have on on YouTube? What? What other series exist on YouTube? Uh there. Oh, there's a ton of them. Um, I um I liked the Poppy Show, although that one was only I think it was only like 45 minutes. And I'm a fan of uh I'm a fan of her music and Titanic Sinclair's music, um and Mars Argos even though they're, um, they're all kind of terrible people, but they make good songs. Um, there was, ah, there's a handful. What was it? Was High Score? I don't remember if High Score was one on there. I don't know. They had quite a few. Oh, they had the Dan TDM show. Um, and Dan TDM's a, a content creator that um, was, uh, he used to be called the Diamond Minecart um, and did Minecraft videos like back like, when it wasn't even a cool thing to do. But what I mean is like, how many shows are there like, like Cobra Kai? Uh, how many shows are there? Like Hulu has high, or had high fidelity. Uh, how many shows are there like that, that Netflix actually has where they have these serials that they are supporting? That feels like a Siri question. I have a list of 13 original YouTube shows. Oh, on it. Okay, so at least 13 of them. At least 13. And they have many honorable mentions. Hmm. So. And that's something like, you know, um, something I will consider because um, I was on YouTube Red for a long time. And it was like, I think nine bucks a month or something. It is totally worth it to avoid, one, to get the con additional content. But to avoid, like, the amount of ads YouTube will, sh will throw your way, like, that 10 bucks is buying, like, say you're a minimum wage worker and it takes an hour of your life to make that $10, you will save more than an hour of your life yeah. not have to sit through that garbage. This is true. Yeah. 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 And I do think, I think it's kind of sad that we live in a world where, like, we have to now we have to pay for the privilege to not be advertised to. <laughs> Minority Bomber. Report. Mental Bomber, by the way. Wonderful food. <laughs> awesome fish, plenty of baits. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, in a real way, um, you know, to, to not see those advertisements. And those, everyone's got to keep the lights on, right? If for YouTube to provide a free service and a free, flat, uh, free platform for everyone to put their bullshit videos up like this one, 
Um, you know, <laughs> it it helps if you if you have that sort of existence, and you have to charge the the people who are trying to sell bullshit to people around the world exorbitant amounts of money to put your commercial in front of theirs. It's you know, I get it. I understand. I, I like it more when I see, you know, like kind of local, uh, more local commercials on YouTube. <laughs> but I'll pay 10 bucks to not see those either. Yeah. <laughs> my, um. But so here's here, the here's my thing. Both, both, you, uh, both you and I have a history in uh, a same sort of like media broadcasting uh, commercial let's say um, advertiser funded radio sort of thing. So the one thing I always wanted that I can never have is I wanted to be able to pick who I allowed to advertise with me because I didn't want my listeners to have to listen to like a scam artist or some sort of bullshit. Like I wanted, um, like if you're selling a good product at a good price and you're actually you know, like, it's a mutually beneficial um, arrangement. I'm all about helping you promote that and facilitating that. But if you're like, Hey, I got a bullshit product that I want to rip you off for like that, like that would always kill me. Yeah. No, no, I understand that. Um, because anytime you, you add your voice to a product on, on the radio, you're essentially giving your endorsement, uh, especially if you are, if you're hosting, you know, like shows, like I had my morning show on the rock station and then I would do the, the calling show. But I, I yeah, felt but like when my voice was used for like a bullshit product or something I didn't believe in, um, then I felt like I was giving an endorsement. And the, and I will say this though, like, the radio station was pretty good about me saying no to things. Like every once in a while, something would come up and I'd be like, no, I can't do that. I can't, I can't lend my voice to that for one reason or another, whether it's like a bar or a restaurant. And you know, like I was being sponsored by one of the local bars. So, um, I couldn't do the voice for a different bar. Um, or if there is, you know, like this particular product, I just, or the manufacturers I don't like. Yeah, yeah, there was, I will say they were, um, Matt was really good about that. Um, but there, yeah, there were times it came up, like I, I really, there were certain things it's like, but here was my deal. It's like, I didn't not only want to be the um, voice of the grandmother drum, with the 200 healing crystals um, for $45. So your cancer can be cured while she beats this over the top of you. Um, I didn't want to be the voice of that. I also didn't want it playing on my show, yeah. you know, and I get that that's what, it's what pays my bills, you know, it pays my way and corrodes my soul. Um, but yeah, the, uh, you know, and that's kind of where I get with YouTube to where it's like, you know what? I see advertisements for like, uh, like there's a, a local law office, um, that's on there and it's a beautiful advertisement. It's long. I mean, it's not worth watching the whole thing. Um, but they kind of show around the place and they talk to the individual employees and it's, it's really a gorgeous ad and it's really local and really cool. Um, but like, so, so I'm okay with that, but it's when like, you know, when it's miracle creams and, you know, and uh, Hey, would you like to be a millionaire? You know, like stuff like that where I'm like, when it's absolute bullshit, that's where I'm like, I'd rather pay the 10 bucks a month and not see it, not be subjected to it. 
Well, so when it comes to say radio advertising, all right, or, or television advertisement, how, I mean, you, you do it through Patreon where you have a, a way that the show is presented without advertisers, right? You can do that. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like, how do you, you know, how do you convince people to, to pay for something that you're going to give away for free anyway? Okay. So that's kind of the interesting thing. And I, <clears throat> it's a, that's a great question. And I think that's ultimately the biggest question. Now, to an extent, now, nah, I, I mean, I don't want to bring up public radio because public radio is largely taxpayer funded, even though they do um, gigantic like fundraisers. But, and maybe I'm a type of guy that has too much faith in humanity. But I really think like if you're providing a product for people that they want to continue to see get better, you're going to, of course, you're going to have like, I think you're going to have probably 75% of the people just like take it for free and be like, cool. But I think you'll have a solid quarter of the people. Oh my gosh. What's funny is I'm outside right now next to the tree, but you, but you're only seeing the picture of the tree, not the actual tree. Um, but I think you'll, I, I think you'll honestly have a, um, a good percentage of people that will, um, support you um financially like they'll say you know what you've improved my life and a lot of times it's through merch um like i buy like uh, my daughter and i my our favorite thing to do is to buy like merch from like indie artists and stuff yeah like you know to like grab stuff from you know their web page that you know we know that they're getting um we know get, they're getting the majority of the money from i actually have um well, I actually I shouldn't say have because I don't think I have it anymore. I think my ex stole it. But um, I have a painting from uh, from an artist where, like, I could have got it significantly less expensive had I bought it from one of those, like, because it got rather popular, but from one of those, like, chain stores. Um, but I made sure – I went out of my way to make sure I bought it from him. And maybe I'm an exception to the rule, but I don't think I am. Like, I think people are really – like appreciative of um like if you make their life uh kanye didn't get all he didn't turn his thing in on time yo well there were some states he didn't but there were some states he did and we need to Maybe, appreciate that. I, yeah but i mean you need <laughs> So do you think I have mixed feelings on one end? No, go ahead. Do you think that Kanye is uh, is being used as a tool by the Republicans to steal votes from Joe Biden? Oh, interesting. No, um, normally I would say yes. That Kanye is crazy, um, and I think like in his world, he it makes sense for him to be president. Although I am a little disappointed in Kanye because, like this, dude, Bush was his man. This is a huge betrayal. I feel like, um, I, I think Kanye could have picked a better vice presidential uh, candidate. Like, I do want to see, I want to see Joe Jorgensen and Kanye at the debates. I do. <laughs> I absolutely do. How about this? Joe Jorgensen picks Kanye as his vice as her vice presidential candidate. 
Hey. How's that? Well, she already has a vice presidential candidate. I know, but like, had she chose Kanye, if he was willing to say, you know what, I'll do vice president, I don't need to be president, not that he would. Yeah, you know what, I, I think it could have worked. Well, because now you have the um, now you have the national attention of Kanye West, and then that gives her a platform to you know to sort of say what she's you know what her libertarian standpoint. Which the um, I think I've spoke to you about this before with um, when it was Begich and Sullivan or Sullivan uh, Sullivan and uh, Mark Fish at the debates. And Mark Fish was the Libertarian candidate for uh, United States Senator against Begich and Sullivan. And every time they asked a question, and Fish was, uh, he was just there to be, that's like every Libertarian, they're just there to be part of the debate. They don't expect to win, yeah. um, which I'm very angry about. Because, you know, you always go down swinging. Um, but anyway, uh, every time they would ask a question, and it would go like to Fish, and then it would go to Sullivan. Sullivan would say something like, well, I agree with Mark Fish, and I think we should. And then it would go to Begich and be like, well, I agree with Mark Fish, and we should. And I was like, dude, both sides agree with this party. Like everyone, everyone is in complete agreement that this party is correct. Like based on the, but, but you're also saying like, vote for me instead. Mm. You know. Well, that's because um, they're, they're corrupt individuals. Yeah. Like, we have to kind of, um, I don't know what that is now. I don't know what back, oh, I know what background that is. Wow. Oh, you look crazy cool now. Yeah. yeah. It's like a filter. Taking a screenshot back. Yeah, you should, this is, this is your new look. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's going to be my next tattoo. <laughs> it's a picture of Bill all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Oh my gosh! But yeah, the um, I don't even know how we got on this. So anyway, that's why you should watch the movie because it'll bring you on this gigantic debate about how you should never date left eye, but you totally want to, and uh, whether or not Kanye would make a good vice president. I think he'd be a great vice president. Uh, I think that uh, you take all of the pressure of being president off of Kanye West because Kanye West doesn't need to know everything the CIA is doing. He just needs to know about two things, uh, aliens and art, all right? Oh, yeah, and apparently apparently he's working on a solution for solving homelessness, which makes sense. And so if Kanye West can figure out a way to do that in a, in a way that is uh, less costly than, than what we've got, and I think that he will. I think he's been working on some stuff. Um, and why wouldn't you? Well, they, um, I'd have to re-crunch the numbers or look at it again. But um, from what I gather, it seems like it would be less expensive to buy the homeless homes and give them an income than how much we're paying on the caseworkers that um, are trying to help them. That only makes sense. But yeah. I don't know, man. I... It's a job being, you know, having homeless people is a jobs program for a lot of people. A lot of people need people to be homeless or else they're out of a job. And that's where, and, and it's, it's weird that, and almost kind of, I think sad that, um, that that reality exists is that there's a whole 
bureaucracy. There are people who are working jobs that provide retirement benefits that are working with the homeless. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you, you can work at this job that doesn't really do any, this for your job does nothing for the homeless. You, you're the payroll guy. Um, you, you make sure that, that, that everyone's child support gets paid, um, that works for the people that work with the homeless. And even that guy, that's the mailroom guy. Yeah, yeah, well, it's a, it, yeah, I'm going to give you about 60 grand a year. You're also going to be on retirement. Um, we're going to spend a lot of money on a whole bunch of other stuff that, you know, really isn't going to involve you. Um, and your job is to make sure, like, well, you don't even have to, but, like, if, if you could get them their driver's license or their ID, like, and a homeless shelter stand, that'd be cool. But if you can't, that's cool too, man. We're just trying to provide jobs. For yeah, them. yeah. No, you're, you're doing the best. You know, you just you just fill out the paperwork. They probably spend more money on paper and ink than you know that actually than what actually goes into any sort of beneficial program. Well, to be fair, those cartridges are expensive. Yeah, and you got to print. No, them no, off. they are. Yeah, because the homeless don't and have email address. You know, and I think if we could process, if we could make another agency in the government that could assist other government agencies in getting their ink cartridges. The like, I think could allocate that. The Department of Ink Procurement. <laughs> yeah. The Federal <laughs> Department of Ink Procurement, yeah. The FDIP. It sounds official as fuck. I'm from the FDIP. Uh, you know, I mean, the best part about it, though, is you're gonna, you know, you're um, you're gonna have like a deputy director. You're gonna have a director of operations. That guy's gonna make a half a million dollars a year. Oh, at least. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, and you know, plus I don't even know what his retirement's gonna be. Probably tier one. Hey, tier two. Yeah, he was the associate vice director. Yeah. Now, yeah, he's going to be. Well, and then that's he's just going to be he's going to need an assistant director. He's going to need several assistant directors and at least a secretary. Got to get him that. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, a handful. Now, and then there'll be one guy at the very bottom of all of it that actually delivers the ink and orders it. Yeah. And that guy's going to get treated And like he's the one that'll get fired. Yeah. <laughs> if something bad happens, the vice president starts, you know, grabbing everyone's cabooses. And it's that guy. It'll be that dude. That'll be the first dude to get shit camped. It's like when, when budgets get cut to schools, like the first person that get fi gets fired is the cleaning guy. Um, yeah. Well, it's like if you ever look at the Department of Transportation, Who's the first person that gets fired? The road grader. Like the one that actually does work. Like everyone sitting behind a desk is safe as all get out. But like that guy that actually makes the road safe or throws sand on it. That guy's like, yeah, no, we don't. You're, you're redundant. You had a good gig, but you know, like this fucking unions. Yeah. It is a weird thing with the light. Yeah. 
<laughs> that is cool, actually. Uh, so who were we actually podcasting with earlier? Because I only saw like MK Samsung 5G. And I honestly, like, I don't want to be that guy, but I don't think that was his real name. Well, it's weird. That's his real name. Um, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, my God. He doesn't say anything. He just changes his background throughout the his name is, uh, the guy that was here earlier, his name is Mike. He is an old friend of mine, and he is a Louisiana native. So he he was brought in uh, to ask about, you know, like the very New Orleans-specific things uh, that were in the film. Because I thought the film did a really good job of making itself a New Orleans film. Yeah. Um, no, it definitely, yeah. It, uh, which you don't see a lot of, honestly. Like, New Orleans isn't really, like, unless you're going, like, really, like, like, backwoods, rapey bayou kind of stuff, you don't see, like, a lot of, um, like, New Orleans-style films. No, and so this was, this was good to see. It, it's, I don't know, after, um, after the hurricane, um, and that was another thing that was, that was brought up multiple times in the film was like the federal government's response to, uh, to Hurricane Katrina. Um, but after, uh, after the hurricane, it, it changed the way people look, uh, look at New Orleans. And, and it goes, a lot of it goes back to uh, movies like uh, um, Bad Lieutenant, uh, Port of New Orleans, starring Nicolas Cage. This film, um, one of the things that this film, and, and Netflix has been really good about it lately, is sort of like incorporating other films that you've probably seen to make this sort of like a weird nostalgia that you're okay with. So, um, like, for example, the multiple kind of, kind of references to take in um, in the special skills and stuff. Um, uh, in the, um, the fact that this, this dude was in the military, he had special skills. He was, uh, he had, uh, severe PTSD. Oh, oh, and they had that cool circular thing that, which had the pretty, the pretty girl get frozen to death in. Spoiler alert. Um, yes. Well, that's not too much of a spoiler because, like, you'll know when you see it, but it doesn't really give too much away. Like, you, you know that girl's going to die. Um, yeah. In fact, they drag it out a little bit longer than I think they needed to. I could have used that extra, like, six minutes. I, you know what? There, there are some great deaths in film lately, and that was one of my favorites. But it was sort of like a death that we've seen in other films, where a person is sort of becoming a rock. Uh, it was, it was like um, uh, the nitroglycerin scene in Terminator Two. There you go. Um, yeah, the uh, but or the, the liquid liquid nitrogen. Yeah, sorry, liquid nitrogen. So everything that we've seen in in this film, right? are things that we've seen in other films over the last 20 years. Um, but we've never necessarily seen it like this in this kind of uh, concoction. This sort of like, the, it's, these, it's these eight films in a blender um, and, with Jamie Foxx. It is, um, see, I, okay, it's extremely cliche. And I, I, I hate to say that because I don't want that to deter someone from watching it. Yes. Because I think it's a movie that's well worth watching. Um, but there's not a whole lot of content in it that's original. Yeah. Um, 
in fact the uh i mean even the concept of like the pill and the um the oh it, what was that Keanu, what was that movie with Reeves that was um it was animated i don't know if it's animated for the entire thing rotoscoped yes thank you what was it called yeah like i yeah i still got I, jacob what was a it scanner called? darkly scanner darkly yeah. Oh, you you uh, listen when he says it. <laughs> yeah, I felt uh, scanner darkly, but also um, there's a show with Charlotte Copley called Power that I think you can still watch for free on, on the PlayStation Network that had to do with a depowered superhuman who became a detective and was a cop who policed superhumans. And also we have The Boys, which this was kind of a little subplot using drugs to become superhuman yeah i think it's and like the bad lieutenant you have the detective taking drugs to fight bad guys mm -hmm. well and and how many times have we had that story where it's like the undercover cop or whatever or the cop is like he's a dirty cop that's also doing the same thing as the people he's trying to stop from doing the same thing. You know, how many times has the cop that's trying to bust everyone on Coke been on Coke? What did you think though about the line when he's talking with his boss where he says, there are no laws on this drug. It's not illegal. Oh, actually I, that was funny that you bring that up. Cause that was one of, that was a weird moment um, in the film that actually really got me um, mm -hmm. because I, I, I related so much to that to where it's like um, the craziness of bureaucracy and legislation and all that to where um, like I think still even at this moment right now like federal government says you have to be 21 or over to smoke or to vape. Um, Alaska government says you have to be 19 or over. Um, how do you enforce that? You know because it's not illegal if you're 19 or over to smoke but it's also illegal if you're 19 or over to smoke. And so I, I, yeah, I went down kind of a weird rabbit hole on that one. It's funny you brought that up. Um, and uh, there's several things where, you know, we really, we legislate things that we haven't actually even really legislated. We're doing that with our dividend right now, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's happened like with Snapchat and minors using it to send nude pictures back and forth. You know, oh, they yeah. wanted to prosecute it, but they didn't have the laws or legislation to enforce it. Well, and it's a weird thing. It's like, how do you um, now? And I may I know a little bit about the stories, but I don't know a whole lot. But it, like what I've found oftentimes, too, though, it's like, how do you to uh, accuse a child or prosecute a child of having sent or viewed child pornography when they're still a child? um and they're doing it within people within their own age group like yeah it's uh oh what a nightmare that for somebody i'm glad someone else has to figure it out it's way above my <laughs> yeah i i got nothing i mean like i'm more concerned with um like what do you think happens to this movie down the road like do you think that the, do we get sequels to this do you think we get a tv show out of this Oh, interesting. Because um, it's Netflix, you can show titties. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt like this is 
Netflix's answer to the boys or to power. You know, this is their way of taking these ideas that have kind of been touched upon and they're taking a more in-depth look than these other shows have. Well, and I think, of course, Netflix is operating on a budget, but their budget's through the roof too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and they're, they're crushing. I, I, I don't think, I mean, you'll still have Hollywood studios, but I think, you know, your old days of like Columbia films and, you know, and, uh, oh my gosh, what is like, uh, Viacom and <laughs> like, <laughs> AOL Viacom. Um, the, uh, I think your old days of like these major corporations that really like, they didn't have much to do with the movie other than just putting up the budget, but got to take credit for them. I think you're going to see those go away. I think, um, but I do think one thing Netflix is doing, and this could hurt them in the future, is I think they're replaying a lot of old plots. But this happens all the time. Like you see, um, uh, like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to, the lottery comes to mind, the short story, the lottery. Um, which Marilyn Manson's The Man That You Fear video um, was based on. But also if you look at Hunger Games, Hunger Games is based on that as well, sort of. Um, Um, Like you you see there's, you know, there's various short stories that have been told through all of time that are getting reused and reused and reused. And just, you know, there's a new adaptation to them. Um, Now, now I think we're... I, the thing is, I think uh, with Netflix is I don't think they're going too far back in time to find like, like, you know, hey, we need another Odysseus. You know, we need the Iliad. Um, They're like going like, "Eh, let's, let's rewrite Taken. You know. Let's rewrite that show we did last year. The Bulls got more championships. Um, (laughs) But we'll put Jamie Foxx in it. Jamie Foxx is now Jamie Foxx is the guy with special with special skills <laughs> special skills and girl dads girl dads are hot right now girl dads are popular every almost every almost every guy with a kid and there's a 50% chance he's got a girl so he's going to feel like he's he's Jamie Foxx look we went down broadway we got we interviewed 100 people we got the fucking movie <laughs> Super drunk. You remember Limitless? You okay, but instead you turn into a wolf on fire. <laughs> we went. We went and took a bunch of DVDs and put them in a blender. <laughs> Glued it back together. Watched it. We got a film. Turns out. Turns out your your spirit animal. Is a hedgehog. You'll have you'll have you'll have spines come out of your back, but there'll be spines on fire. Yeah. Uh, You're only awake for eight hours. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. So um it's weird right now because everyone is so craving content. Like I mean, yeah, we're here in Alaska, so I mean, we, it's starting to get, it's starting to get, because I've been, I was in Anchorage the other day um, for my daughter's birthday. So on the 14th, I was in Anchorage. And, um, what? Did you get the coffin eggs? 
Yeah, probably. I'm probably dead. Um, actually, is it, oddly enough, I recorded all of this ahead of time. So if it's in sync, I was amazing. But <laughs> but I just wanted to let you guys know that, like, you know, he, uh, I'll miss you. <laughs> anyway, and uh, two hours ago was my funeral, and you guys probably weren't there. Um, That's shit to do. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, anyway, so. Um, I had more important shit to do. <laughs> so so we went uh we went to anchorage and um and it was very uh, it was very covety like we had to wear a mask everywhere and um and like there was hand sanitizers and various like rules and whatnot and it was it was um i think um so uh my friend isaac said that he's willing to square off against ethan berkowitz in a cha in a cage and i think that fight needs to happen <laughs> I think there would be a line of people that would get that would pay to do it before Isaac got there. A whole bunch of small business owners. You'd have to fight them for the honor of fighting uh, Mayor Berkowitz. Um, I think you know. I, I think he might try to cruise through them first. I just, um, just <laughs> a warm up. Um, I want to fight. I mean, you just, why is there not an artist singing a song called "I Want to Fight Jerkowitz"? Um, <laughs> Like, I, I did. Know, I did. hasn't come up as a popular nickname for the guy. Uh, let's get shirts. Um, Ooh, let's, Jerko, oh, let's, make signs. let's make signs and put them up. <laughs> ooh, ooh, Jerkowitz for the mayor of the Kenai Peninsula Borough. <laughs> yes, Ephraim uh, Jerkowitz. So on a like, not to totally go like, I and I'm totally like taking this in a different direction. But so, um, so Seth Stacy can fight Alton Prince. Yes, I'm excited about that. I'm excited for a couple of reasons. I think that the people sleep on uh, on Alton at, at one point. If I'm not mistaken, he was the middleweight champion of the AFC. Um, he's got a lot. He's of a heavyweight. <laughs> he's heavyweight now. Um, so I'm excited about this. I don't know if, if Seth's ever ever fought before. Um, uh, okay, so so as everyone knows, or I think everyone knows, or if they don't, um, just pre-disclosure, I have a long history with Seth. Um, him and I had a gym together, and so, um, in fact, Stomps stood for Stacy Thompson. So, like that original gym was um, it was sort of a, a thing we worked together. Um, uh, I don't. I don't believe he's fought in the uh, in the cage in front of an audience, but I've seen the gentleman fight on occasion, and um, I don't see any sort. Of, and I love Alton to death, but I don't see any situation where Alton gets out of the first or second round, unless Seth wants him to. Um. You know, I, I think that if you're, if you're Seth, uh, you know, like you have a lot of tools. You've got a lot of tools. You spent a lot of, a long time training. Now, my understanding is this is a kickboxing match. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how this goes, man. Alton has a lot of fights. Alton has a lot of experience. And a motivated Alton could be a scary thing. Uh, that fight excites me because it's, it's my friend Seth fighting. All right. 
Um, the other fight that's on that card as the, the main event is, is the heavyweight fight between Sean Whitmore and Doug McFresh. And I'm mostly surprised that this fight hasn't happened years ago. I'm actually, uh, well, I have mixed feelings. I'm happy it didn't happen years ago, but I'm also upset that it didn't happen. Um, I haven't seen Doug in a while, but last time I saw him, he was not at his best. But Doug is a zombie. Like, so, I, um, I, honestly, I credit a lot of my um, box. I, I always say, like, I learned a lot of my boxing lessons on Doug's face. But um, I, uh, I think this is, I think this is a very interesting fight. I definitely picked Sean on this one. Um, I think it would have been a better fight a few years back, but also a few years back, Doug was, um, Doug is a tremendous like, middleweight. Um, he's always been, he's always ended up too big for himself, um, but he can take the shots of a heavyweight. Like a heavy, I've seen Doug rocked once um, and I've seen him t take hundreds of punches like solid punches. Um, so I don't think, um, I don't think Whitmore um, is going to beat him in striking, but I think Whitmore, it's MMA. I think Whitmore beats him in wrestling. Um, I think that, uh, I think that if you're Doug, that's what you're preparing for. Right. And so I think that Doug, Doug's anti-wrestling will we'll, by then hopefully be up to par. Uh, I, I agree that if they're standing up, Doug's got a lot of tools. Uh, if Doug can keep it standing, and he's got chin. yeah, he's, he's got a chin and he's been doing BMT for, for a minute. He's also got boxing matches. As far as stand up goes, um, Doug is, is the, the far more experienced fighter in, in this fight. Um, but yeah, I think that it's it's gonna have to be um, the takedowns, and you know, like it, it's gonna be the wrestling that's gonna have to be important um, to Sean. Like that's gonna be his tool to winning is getting uh, Doug down there. Now, once he gets him down there, is he gonna be able to beat him up? Is he gonna be able to uh, submit him? Um, I don't know. I think I honestly, I think uh, knowing Whitmore, I think once he gets him down, he crucifixes him. Um, the and because Doug and because Doug will fall for that too. Um, now I don't know though. I haven't like I haven't seen Doug's like I haven't seen his ground game in a long time. Um, but like Doug's got a lot of gamble in him, and you don't want a lot of gamble against a guy like Whitmore. Like, I don't know. I I think. I don't, I don't know how much training uh, Whitmore has been doing. That's, that's the variable with, with both of these guys is how much training have they been doing? Have they been doing cardio? Have they been running? Have they been walking? Have they, what have they been doing um, to make themselves go further than that first three to five minutes? Now, if – okay, so if Doug takes us late, he might be able to get it. Um, now, okay, so a fun story, and I don't know if I'm supposed to tell this story, but that's when you – you should always tell the stories you're not supposed to tell on podcasts. Um, so so uh, a while back, um, 
Doug had a fight with Justin Whitmore. And um, by the way, Sean Whitmore is the only person that's ever rocked me. Um, but uh, anyway, so uh, so he was fighting with uh, Justin Whitmore in sort of like an amateur kickboxing competition. Okay. And they kept telling they kept telling Justin, it's like you can't knock this dude out. And Justin was like, really? You're not going to let me knock the dude out? What they were actually telling him is like, no, it's going to be physically impossible to knock this dude out. So Doug's a zombie. He's going to keep coming. Um, Justin, or sorry, Sean, however, is a, not only is he like, I, th I think people underrate his striking quite a bit because he's like a big fat dude. Um, and I'll, you know, and I'll say that because every time I'm trying to fight him, he keeps moving up in weight to, to jump me, to escape me, to dodge me. <laughs> Duck, dodge, dive, dodge. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you can dodge a wrench. Um, but anyway, so the uh, I, here, here's my prediction. I think um, for the fights, I think Seth probably to enjoy his moment might take Alton into the second round and also to get off of his nerves a bit because this is his first fight. But um, I don't know. I did see a good Alton against Richard, but I, the Alton I saw against Richard isn't one that's going to be prepared for Seth by now. Um, and as far as Doug versus Whitmore, I think if it stands up, it goes close. But And Doug has an epic chin. And like I was saying, like when Justin fought him and they said you can't knock him out, it, they weren't saying, like, don't knock him out. They were saying, no, it's physically impossible. Um, but uh, that one, it's if some, uh, if Doug plays it smart and tries to take it later rounds, he might have a chance. But I think I think uh, I think Whitmore gets him down on the ground pretty quick and then finishes it. Okay, my man, I I think that day I think Doug is going to be more dangerous on the ground than anyone is giving him credit for. Um, I think that he's probably. But I, I don't know what um, I don't know what kind of training Sean has been doing. I don't know if he's if he's training at all. I don't know if he's doing rounds and rounds of wrestling. I don't know what he and uh, I mean I, you know I don't want to compare the guy to to Habib, but he's being coached by his dad. So you know like I don't know what what hoops Jeff has him jumping through. Um, but I, but those are going to be deciding factors. This is a competition. It's a game of inches, and it's it's a game where uh, people are getting punched in the face. And, and I think um, just what, like watching last night's UFC, I put too much stock in somebody's wrestling and they weren't able to get it done with their wrestling. Um, so I, I think that Doug's, Doug's arms are long enough that he'll be able to, um, to punch Sean away and keep Sean away. And if he can keep it standing and he can keep it in that range, because Doug McFresh has those long arms. Um, and, and if he can take a shot like a heavyweight, but he can move his arms like a middleweight enough to stop the, you know, to, to push up off that takedown, if he can sprawl out, if he makes it out of the first round, if, if he might be able to out cardio Whitmore. All right. If he can, if he can keep Whitmore's, wrestling from from being effective because it was effective against a guy uh like alton uh who shot who fought um 
I believe he's fought both Doug and Sean. Um, but Sean take him down and, and get him to, to tap out, I believe. Um, but if Doug can control the ground, at least be more active down there, Whitmore is going to get tired. Uh, and then, it, you know, at the very least, you wait out until you get to the second or third round to do your damage. I, I think that if, if he can control the, the pace of the fight, if Doug can do that, then, then he can very easily win this fight. But at the same time, you know, I, Whitmore might be able to get it done. Whitmore, you know, if Whitmore's wrestling uh, and, and he can stay active on the top and make Doug carry that weight, that's the other thing, is he's got to make Doug carry the extra weight. Well, the one thing um, – so the one thing with, um, like, Doug – that I and this has always been my favorite thing about Doug. This is why, like, this guy's my hero. Um, he can have absolutely no no cardio in him at all, but he's he's got no quit in him. Like he will keep pushing forward every step of the way. It just it sucks to watch because he's out of shape. Um, now, so I don't know where he is shape wise, but. If Doug, but and I've seen Doug in great shape too. If Doug is in good, um, if he's in good shape, if he's got his cardio, because that's the fights I always worked with Doug. The only thing I really ever pressed on him, up until and yeah, and I'll tell. Uh, I don't mind showing this because Doug knows about it. Doug used to do this like weird little like butterfly like jab. That had to be fixed. That was the first thing we did. We gave him a one-two. But um. But the one thing with Doug was he, he had no quit, so we always worked cardio. So no matter what, not only does he have like that he's not going to give up, but he's got energy. Um, so the other guy's exhausted, and he just keeps getting this zombie coming at him over and over. It's like every zombie film. Like over and over, this guy's just coming at you, coming at you, coming at you, and you're throwing everything at him, and it doesn't – because you can't – yeah, you can't hurt Doug. Um, so that, that's where I get worried with the Whitmore fight – because Whitmore will tie him up. I don't think Whitmore's knocking him out. I don't think there's a chance. I don't think Whitmore's – Whitmore may land a bunch of punches and the ref stops it, but that's only going to be because he's got Doug tied up. But, um, yeah, no, you can't, like, you can't hurt Doug. Um, so – but on the same token, like, Doug also – Doug's tops at, like, 175, 180 pounds. He's, like – he punches like a middleweight. But he always like you know. But he eats like a heavyweight. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But your prediction is Whitmore. Um, yeah, I predict. I predict Seth and Whitmore. And um, yeah, like I, I don't know. Um, I hope this isn't a one and done for Seth. I really don't, because um, Seth and I talked about the. It would have been 10, 15 years ago. We talked about him fighting in the cage, um, or in the ring. And we worked on it and whatnot. And to finally see it happen is like, it's such a beautiful moment for like, I don't want to take anything from him because it's a beautiful moment from, for him, but also like it's, it warms my heart to see it happening, but it's Alton Prince and like, dude, you've worked with Alistair Overeem. You work with Dwayne Ludwig. You, um, you have the AFC champion. Um, I get like if you're coming in, if you're coming in for your first fight, definitely, yeah, definitely pick someone that like you know it's looking like you're probably going to beat no matter what. 
Um, and I mean, and no discredit to Alton, like guys fought like a hundred times, um, lost like 97 of them, but, uh, but I love the guy to death, but, uh, like, I hope this isn't a one and done. I would like to see, I would like to see coach Stacy, um, take this on a little bit further because it'd be very interesting and be very cool to see how far he could go. Cause the guy is tremendously talented, um, for an old man has fast hands, <laughs> but, um, hey. I want to know how hard he punches. And I think that that's going to be kind of like a good test. Um, I mean, it's really, if you're in your forties and this is your first fight, this is probably the best first fight for you. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, so I, I've held mitts for Seth on several, several occasions and um, we started together and all that. Um, I don't think he's lost anything because power is the last thing to go. Um, the guy punches exceptionally hard. Good. And, and sharp. Um, I really like, I, I will be, like I said, if, if Alton gets out of the first round, it's because Seth wants it to go to the second round or because he's nervous. But um, I don't see, I don't see this going to the distance at all. I think this is a situation. This is, this is one-sided. I would bet everything I own on Seth. Okay. Okay. And that's the fight breakdown. So anyway, <laughs> Netflix. All right. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with, uh, your it's, it's tough with Sean and Doug. Um, but you're taking Sean, I'll take Doug. Oh, you make me feel like a dick now though, because like, I, I think, I think Doug will sneak in a submission. Real? Oh my gosh! If that... Uh, okay, so I owe you something if that happens. Get you like a matcha or something, like a blended matcha with vanilla in it. Yo, we'll that I'll a kombucha. We'll get a kombucha from Kenai. All right. All right. So, gentlemen, I've got to go back around my day. I've got to figure out my day and stuff, and do the family stuff. We got chicken coop stuff to make. Fun. Chicken coops are cool. So what do we agree on for a title? Oh, I don't know. You go back to the uh, Siri. What's the title? <laughs> Nobody offered anything yet. <laughs> no, I threw something out there. No, you did throw something out there, but it, it just hasn't stuck with us. No. 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 I say we just delete this and like, like this one. Jamie Foxx is Brian Mills. Jamie Foxx in Taken. I don't know. Hmm. Jamie Foxx versus Seth Stacy. Foxy Taken. Foxy Taken. Um, wait, wait. Jamie Foxx is the man on Taken. <laughs> that works. <laughs> I don't know. There was, there was a pretty good Limitless one Taken. The man on Limitless Taken. Because that's the other side of this is the limitless. Um, I would just grab whatever is like the least artistic and the most one to like <laughs> SEO. Okay. And the analytics. Yeah. This optimization. I'll just use the AI. The AI will come <laughs> up. <with it. laughs> All, right. All right, gentlemen. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Hey, How's it going, brother? Out. <laughs> missed you guys. Mostly missed Siri. Feels still a dick, but all right. <laughs> I'll see. You. I love your studio.
Thank we got to do something there. We got to we got to figure yeah. out the lights. We got lights and like an actual green screen that, that we can put up. Um, uh, so so funny. So by this week and help me out. I'll be putting it up. Yeah, yeah. no. Gary, uh, if you're dying yeah. to get out of the house this week, we have a place oh, to God. put up the green screen and leave it up. Nice. No, it'd be it'd be fun. Well, also, like I said, is I you know I have some equipment. I have like a shit ton of money that's like burning a hole in my uh, pocket, and I want to kind of want to build a studio. But maybe like maybe it makes more sense to contribute to your studio than try to like start my own. Um, and then when then we can fight over it in the divorce. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, then, what about the possibility of of investing in the actual physical moose location? Because it's a location that we all use. Like, what do you mean by investing in that? Like, um, as far as it's like, rather than putting a studio like in my house, like if we have a location that is not ours that you could invest in. No, because I want to show up at your house at four o'clock in the morning and be like, my my soundproof foam is in there. You have to let me in. <laughs> that might work as well. Yeah. And your house studio seems like a less busy location than the moose. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I just want those weird mo uh, like I just want those weird moments where or mornings where like you come out and like I'm just sitting on your steps and being like, I knocked. I knocked all night, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I you're even military man. No man left behind yet. Here I was. <laughs> no man, no child, and I got left behind. Fucking asshole, Bill. A real fucking asshole. I, you said you needed a notebook and a pack of pencils, and I brought them, and you didn't. You did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> And your and your room has an echo, but yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, we can either make this super creepy or maybe do something at the moose. Yeah, um, yeah. and the other thing is with the moose, they said just put up a light. If we have a light that lets them know that we're recording, they won't come back. Oh, they totally will. Like, I honestly, <laughs> we should put the bong like right in front of the like fucking video camera. Just be like, it should be the bong of shame. <laughs> That's a good idea. Perfect. I like it. <laughs> bong view. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, bong view. We well, put a camera in it so as it's shooting straight up their nose. Okay, you got to do that now. You have to do that. Break time bong rips. <laughs> their break, they're, you know, now they've got to, like, they got to sign a release. <laughs> it, it's the show where everyone that never, ever talks is smoking pot. <laughs> That's the only way it works. Let them take a couple of rips and then have them sign the paperwork. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know. Um, but no, I think it would be fun to bounce around some um, possible. I don't know. I, I, I'll have to, I, I need to talk to Mark at some point too, but um, I, I, I am interested in looking at some possible I love the lo-fi nature in which we do this, but I was thinking there's probably a couple ways we can make it sound slightly better. Hmm. Um, and also uh, facilitated everything like being less complicated, yeah. like easier, easier, but slightly better quality. I think so. And honestly, Siri, Siri and I have it. You're the, you're the fuck up here, Bill. 
I really appreciate you guys letting me join the club. I'm basically Ringo. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, God, he wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> uh, but he outlives two of them, so, you know, there's that. Yeah. As far no, as I know, he's the only one that, that married a really pretty woman as well. Mm. And starred with a dinosaur. Uh, wasn't he also in Thomas the Turing Engine, uh, Tank Engine? Yep. N narrator, right? Yeah, him and George Carlin, goddammit. Yeah. Same movie, or same show. Then why are y'all talking shit about Ringo? Like, the guy's wonderful. Yeah, and the more I yeah. think about it, like, I'm, I'm pretty much John or Paul. That guy's, those guys suck. Oh, I'm way more John than I want to be. Oh, no, but... Uh, Never mind. George was good. George was like the, the, what was that song? He had that song that we all grew up with in the 80s. Um. Time, a whole lot of precious time. Let's <laughs> take patience and time to do it right now. To do it, to do it, to do it, to do it right now. Then he's in okay. Traveling Wilburys. He was in the Traveling Wilburys. Here's the deal. If you're still recording, which I think I'm still recording, but um, if you're still recording, you singing that has to be the intro. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. All right, we'll put a beat there. Yep. It might take yeah. a couple days to get this one up because now I got to put music in there. No, just... Yep. just do, 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 do. You just throw that in behind it. And yeah. <laughs> a whole lot of patience and time. <laughs> that's, you know what? That's the title. That's the title of this episode. That's got to be the intro. I love the, yeah. I, at some point in the description down below, we need to explain that it takes more time to figure out the title of the episode. <laughs> Sure. All right. I will talk to you gentlemen soon this week. Sounds like right. plan. All right. Have a great day, gentlemen. You too. All right. It was good hanging out with one of you. The other one is shit. <laughs> you figure it out.